Or I yeah. guess we'll talk about that once we end. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? We can start um, right off the bat. We are in Canada. We're uh, just... We're in Guelph, which is like 45 minutes south of Toronto. I'm exactly where Guelph is. <laughs> you do? Yeah, I own a house in Ottawa. I'm from there. Holy shit. Wowzers. Okay. Didn't see that coming. So how long are you originally... Were you, you weren't born in Canada, though, were you? Yeah, from Quebec. Gatineau. Wowzers. Sweet. So what time, when did you leave Canada? How old were you? Um, Like 21 or so. Oh, and how old are you right now? I'll be 30. So I've been in the States for like eight or nine. Yeah, probably like eight years or something. Oh, no kidding. And so, and right now you live in California, right? Yeah, San Diego. In San Diego. So have you, did you go move straight to San Diego? No, Columbus. Okay. See, all Canadians want to live to California, <laughs> right? Especially if you're from yeah. Quebec in the <laughs> snow belt. Everybody wants to leave. Everyone who comes up, I'm like, why would you come up to Canada, man? It's freezing, terrible weather up here. So what brought you down to San Diego in the first place? Um, well, I was with a guy at the time. I was engaged to a guy who was an online marketer. He was a powerlifter from Westside. And um, he moved out here for a job, so I came with him. I, would, I moved to be with him in Columbus. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then we moved here, and we split up not long after that. So I've been... Yeah, so I stayed in San Diego because it's San Diego. Hell yeah, hell yeah, enough said. So how long have you been powerlifting? We'll just do like a quick background on yourself, and then we'll bring it up into the the big uh, the big event we got. But um, yeah. so how long have you been powerlifting? Um, about seven years, seven or eight years. So yeah. around the time you moved to the U.S. Eight then? years. Yeah, about okay. a year before I moved. And um, and what federation did you start off in? I started off in the CPU, which is uh, like the Canadian affiliate yeah. of the IBF. That's that's the one we lived in. Holy smokes, I had no idea. Holy yeah. crap, okay. That's pretty cool. And then uh, moved into the U.S. and um, started lifting with the USPA? No, I, uh, well, I actually switched over to Multiply when I was still in Canada. I used to go up to train at Montreal Barbell okay. well, whenever that was still open. I don't know if you guys were lifting then or powerlifting then. Yeah. yeah. Like the metal militia guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there wasn't a lot in Ottawa at the time, not like there is now. So anyways, um, yeah, I started competing in multiplying meets up in Montreal, Montreal Barbell. And then, so I don't remember what federations those were, CPL or something like that. And then and then I would uh, travel down to the States and do some like SPF meets. And then I lived in the SPF for a long time. Um, I was a multiply lifter and high squatter and everything. High squatter and everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The multiply guys get a bad rep for that. Oh yeah. As we should. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably well deserved. Okay, very true. And then uh, then I and then I started competing in uh, the USPA whenever I moved to San Diego. I got connected with Steve Dennison and it was through an insert sponsorship and I met Steve at uh, the 2010 Nationals whenever like the USPA was just starting out. And um, yeah, and then so I was still competing multiply, but I competed in the USPA and it was a lot different than competing in the SPF. It is like, it's weird trying to explain to people now who are following powerlifting because there was a huge boom. First off, when the IPF went raw, um, all of a sudden like floodgates started opening and then it seemed like the women in powerlifting just like boom went the dynamite. It was like, it used to be, I swear, 
three or four girls maybe a meet. If if you saw a girl at a meet, now it's fifty fifty. I know. It's crazy. You know. It's crazy. Like whenever I first started lifting, what the women this weekend will be lifting at the U.S. Open raw. Yeah. There's maybe only one or two women doing that in multiply. Yeah. <laughs> Back then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even uh, I mean, same thing with the men for sure. I mean, the, the yes, totally. The, the it was type. Like a deal back then for some a guy Westside to pull eight or nine hundred pounds. Yeah. And multiply a super heavyweight. Yeah. Or yeah. Out that's like, well, you basically have to pull eight hundred if you want to take it seriously. Yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember back in the day, seven hundred pounds for super heavyweights in Canada was like a gold standard. Everybody's chasing that, and you were like really strong if you pulled seven hundred pounds. There were professional strongmen who were competing who would. Oh, he's a big puller. He pulls seven hundred. Now you got guys like freaking John Hack, an eighty-two kilo dude, pulling well into the seven hundreds. I mean, that's just the the gold standard yeah. we have now. I mean, it feels like it's just the talent pool is so much bigger now. Um, yeah. And you know, I was talking to Randy before. Uh, we've we've had conversations about how like with the untested. So there used to be like obviously there's the IPF in terms of tested, and then the untested. There's been a couple different federations, but it feels so. There was the IPF has like their world champions. But it feels like now with the U.S. Open, um, it's like there is no real world champion, one single world championship that's the big one. Everyone talks about the U.S. Open. Like the U.S. Open is really taken over. It's yeah, like IPS and I mean money talks. <laughs> money talks for sure. Money talks. Yeah. So how did this all this all come about? Because for us, uh, for most people watching on the outside, is like how did this event? Nobody thought this would happen. You know, there'd be like 40K prizes, you know? So uh, what is some of the, do you mind getting into a little bit of putting this all together? Because yeah. it must have been crazy putting this together. Yeah, well, whoever doesn't know, I mean, it's been no secret that my business partner, Russell Kern, backs this meet every year financially 100%. Yeah. From his own dime. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we don't, I mean, we do have sponsors and, it's awesome. Like this year, we have a band. They picked up like the title sponsorship and gave us and really helped us financially. But still, like that, it doesn't even begin to like put a dent in the expenses. Yeah, not I even for see. our electrical bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like the money that is going out is ridiculous. So is he, um, is just he to just, put on this event? Is he just a not philanthropist? Is he just a philanthropist? Just just loves like powerlifting and he loves powerlifting. Yeah, the first year we did it, it was at my gym here, and we gave out thirty grand, which was at the time the most I had ever been given in one meet in the states. Yeah, it was the same as uh, the WPO days, but more. And um, it was his birthday weekend, and he's like, "I want you to put me on like the best meet." So I brought lifters in, and the first one was multiply, and we brought in like Zahir. And well, not that he's multiplied, but still, you know, he was a big deal at the yeah, time. Yeah. And uh, Brian Carroll and Jimmy Pacifico, some other multiply lifters from the East Coast. And, and we had a great meet and yeah. we got a lot of coverage. And then um, the best lifters at the time, it was five grand, you know? And, um, and he said that, um, so he trades stocks a lot. He's also like a doctor, a scientist, like a surgeon. Jesus. He does a lot of stuff. Um, Tall, dark, and stuff. handsome too? he's russian and um yeah he said that like one day he made like 300 grand in uh you know trading stocks okay that don't feel so bad he's like you know i'm gonna put this money aside and we're gonna have like the u.s open next year it's gonna be like 10 times bigger and 
And so he made that promise at the first U.S. Open at our gym that you know he would give out that much prize money the following year, and he did. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. If that is like a day's wages, okay. Like, I can wrap my head. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's crazy, but still. Wow, this, this guy deserves to have statues built on him. Every power lifter should be like, God bless us, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just for someone to, to pony up that kind of cash. So um, when you started realizing it was a reality, because I know when when I found out about the, the awards and the prizes, like everybody I knew was like, yeah, is this real? How could this even be real? It's got to be a catch. Sometimes you hear about um, like $10,000 worth of prizes. And it's like, man, some of these prizes are somewhat, that's not really a thousand dollars worth. Yeah, I did uh, this competition called Super League in Vegas over the summer. And they and they were trying to bring like bodybuilders and body like power builders together. And it was like a 12 rep max on eight different movements. And, and they like had promised 10 grand in, in prizes, like for the grand, uh, for the, you know. And they brought people like Larry Wheels and Steve Gentile and Michael Hearn had a team. I was on Michael Hearn's team. And. You know, there was never any money given. <laughs> really? Yeah. So that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why. Um, I, I mean, with the U.S. Open, when you saw that kind of those prizes being up, it's like, holy smokes! How could this be possible? Well, before all you'd see is maybe a thousand dollars for best deadlift or like deadlift competitions. Like, I mean, you never seen anything. Which was like super that. cool. Yeah, like that just to see cool. any money to coming get any, up. Yeah. yeah, but you see a thousand bucks, maybe fifteen hundred bucks tops on, on. You could literally conceivably, if somebody. Um, when the US, I mean, you make 40K American. That's plus a thousand dollars you're going to make to win your weight class. Yeah. Yeah. So 41K, man, that's a salary right there. If you can pull it off, obviously, right? Now that, so for people, listen, we have, um, well, both people who won it last year, like both Russians, like, I'm not sure what the currency, like, conversion is there, but. I have a feeling that they went back and they lived pretty well. Yeah, they were going to Sizzler. They were were popping the champagne for sure. Everyone back home was happy. Stakes on them. Um, So it's going to be a lightweight best male, heavyweight best male, and is it just one for the females or is it split up as well? One? Okay. So there's three 40K cash prizes, and then if you win your weight class... Well, if you win second prize, it's ten grand. Okay. Third prize, it's five grand for best for the three best lifter oh, category. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then weight class is a thousand five hundred two fifty. Unless we, I made a new rule this year that um, because last year so many people dropped out that um, not there wasn't five lifters in every class, mm-hmm. so people were showing up to get paid without having to do anything. And so this year I'm making it, there has to be five lifters that show up in that weight class the day of the meet for us to pay out that weight class. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so people just show up and sandbag it and they thank you for the check? <laughs> I mean, <I've> <laughs> you don't got any names. You got to put me on the spot. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So looking at this, um, last year we had uh, Yuri won. Um, I believe, did Ben Pollock win for the lightweight males? And then who won the females? Mariana Gasparian with a 601 Wilkes. Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. Now, there's, there has been a whole lot of hype. Um, we've been reposting, and uh, I know Powerlifting Motivation been reposting. And um, since last year, I mean, I, it feels like the hype around like a girl like, for instance, Steffi Cohen has been, like, you have mainstream media doing stories on her. Um, what do you think? her chances would be whenever you post it's almost like like she's good no question she's like a phenomenal lifter but
but it's almost too much. It doesn't matter how good you are at the gym. She showed up last year and bombed. Yeah. Yeah. So here's. He's wrapped on the stage. She, so it doesn't matter how much weight you can lift in the gym. Yeah. A lot of people are not competitors. Like she does hold all time world records. I love her as a person. She's really cool. But um, whenever I'm talking about females winning the money, she has never come up in a conversation once. Really? Really? And uh, it, cause it's, I know, uh, like I was saying, it's, you know, if you post who's going to win, if it turns into a popularity contest online, I mean, she's yeah. got the craziest following. But then you have girls like, you know, Stacey Burr, who will like yeah. have a fraction of following, who are just absolute monsters. CC, like uh, you got, so just people are going to get surprised if they tune in and watch this. Um, yeah. That be, and, because so that kind of nobody knows about, you know, because they don't have big followings. Yeah. And like girls in the 132s that bench almost 300 pounds and they're pulling in the fives. Yeah. And yeah. Well, that's yeah, it. Like Mariana, the woman who won last year, she just moved to San Diego this week with her husband. And um, yeah, she, you know, she was, uh, well, one weight class above Steffi Cohen and she was squatting in the fives. I think she squatted 550 and made it look like fucking a plate. Yeah. It was ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. And um, I don't remember, anyways, I don't remember like all of her numbers, but like, yeah. It's it's hard to keep up with a comp- with competitors like that. Yeah, Whenever pe- you're people, like, people get caught up in like, the in the right, mainstream yeah. of it, and they go for those people thinking they're the the Michael Jordans or whatever because of their following, but it's not. Like, and it's like you said, there's so well, many is, so many people that are, are not being followed, like you know, on on Instagram or whatever, yeah. or social media, but they just don't get the recognition for for for. It's weird how it's like it, like I don't know how. You know, I watched, there's some people who are just contenders and they have massive followings. This isn't like, like Steffi, Steffi's obviously a champ, but I mean, we all know contenders. And then um, we're coming from like an IPF background. There are IPF world champions with less than 10,000 followers. You know, I don't know what um, Jen Milliken, who was best female lifter at the world championships, will have a fraction of some of these girls like who haven't won yet. Yeah. And I, and super nice great story she's a mother who works full-time wakes up four o'clock in the morning and grinds and you're like she'd be such an inspirational story and like you, i don't know what it is that makes it stick and what doesn't stick but yeah it's crazy to think that even if you're an all-time world record holder in a lift that you might not even be competitive at the u.s open which is yeah well there you go well the <laughs> other the other thing is too is these, these guys these men and women are training so hard i mean last year we were watching people like the injury list coming off that off the start i mean like the larry wheels and, and you just see them like yeah, it was just injury, one, it was just one injury after another coming through off the start on the u.s open yeah do you think it was that surprising to you or do you think people were just pushing it a little, they wanted it too much no it wasn't surprising to me because also like you guys don't realize how many people drop out of this meet. Like what our roster looks like to start. Like I oversell the fuck out of the meet, and we have no refunds. <laughs> <It's awesome>. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and now on lightweight day, we just moved it down to two fucking flights. Wow. So why are people dropping out? Do you think? Um, I think people have dropped out a long time ago and just not said anything because they're fucking pussies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're just you know embarrassed or ashamed. They don't think that they'll be competitive enough, you know, to place, so they don't show up. Or maybe they got injured a long time ago, or they won't be ready to hit PRs. I don't know. But I made a post last week saying that if somebody just doesn't show up to the meet, that they'll never be welcome to live back here to lift in my meet. And right away, man, started flooding my inbox with fucking really. No oh, shit. Yeah. You would think it's common courtesy. I mean, um, it's gotta be yeah, crazy. <laughs> it's gotta be crazy stressful to put something like this together. 
Well, yeah, because we prepared so much stuff for the lifters, like athlete bags. Like each lifter is getting like at least two bags with like tons of shit, tons yeah. of shit. That's all like personalized for their size, like their clothing size, their gender, whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, I'm not coming. Uh, sorry. I just wanted to get, be courteous and let you know it's like two fucking days. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be courteous. I'm not lifting. Holy smokes. So how hard is it putting these bad boys together? Something as big as this event. How stressful is it on the it's back very, Well, it takes a lot of time. I've been working on this year's U.S. Open for the last probably 10 months. Probably took like a month or two off after last year's. And it's been almost a year straight of working on this every day with my team. I have an assistant and a manager. We sit in my office every day on all three of our laptops and work. We're constantly on the phone with companies trying to get sponsors, trying to get, um, you know, free shit for the athletes. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the in the uh, like the the mini this live stream you got up as well. Are you gonna have like commentators, the whole crew putting stuff together? Or? No. After what happened last year, I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Um, we can. I'm spending like a couple of grand for somebody to run the live stream. Um, it'll be on the bodybuilding.com uh, YouTube, and it is gonna be a really nice live stream. Like the weights are gonna be posted. Yeah. Probably their country, maybe. No, I don't know. But um, it'll be the same live stream as what they have for IPL Worlds. It's really well done. Okay. And um, but I'm pretty sure the audio will be. Uh, I'm pretty sure the audio will be the announcer. Yeah. Which is good. Fair, fair enough. Awesome. Fair enough. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, because sometimes like people get it's weird when you you put out content and some people just nitpick the shit out of the littlest things, right? But a lot of people are asking about the live stream. We've been directing them. I know on your Instagram you got a you got a stream like a a link for it. We're gonna share it as well and do a swipe up and let everybody know because everybody's all hyped up about it. Um, so yeah. Do you, do you think you want to uh, dive in a little bit with some of these some of these? Um, like the roster and what, who to look for for some people who might not know that's listening. Yep. And we can also keep track of time because I don't want to – I know you're busy as shit. And listen, much appreciated. You stepped in here week of um, – I can't – I've never had an event like this I had to put together, so I'm sure you're stressed the hell. So it's great you're doing this, and I know you're doing this for everybody. Yeah, to, no, I appreciate you having me on here. Um, so, so, so we could start, if you want, with the women's. We're just pulling up the roster right now. I don't know if you have it. It's on the King of the Lifts as well as the powerlifting motivation that's been. Yeah, I saw powerlifting motivation redid it pretty nicely. Yeah, they actually did. They got their logo on it right here. Um, so looking at the 52 kilo women, uh, we just got two women. Looks like uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm not familiar. It's Jen. Jen. Oh, you guys look at this up. Jen Rotzinger. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're not familiar. <laughs> She's also an all-time world record holder. Okay, is she Very fucking strong? Do you think she's probably, out of the two of them, she's probably of the lock, you think? Um, sorry, my computer's dead. Yeah. Uh, who else is going up against her again? Samira Abwe. Just yeah, Samira doesn't hold a chance against Jen Rossinger. No, okay. No. I believe, hang on a second here. Uh, yeah, sorry, I just, we reposted Jen earlier today, and that's a freak, it, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, 515-pound uh, deadlift. On a girl who's uh, weighing in at 52 kilo, which is ridiculous. But uh, let's take a look here. And then we have the 56 kilo women. Uh-huh. Now, is there anybody in the world, and this would break a lot of people's hearts, and, and probably including mine. I'm a big fan of Steffi Cohen's. Is there anybody, do you think, 
that could take this away from Steffi Cohen in the 56 kilo class? Rhyme me off the girls. I don't have the roster in front of me. Sure. First name. Jessica Brown? Kaylee uh, Kiltzing? No. Esther Lee? No. Samantha Bouchard? Bich yeah. And she's from Canada. She's close. Yeah, she's fucking strong. She's got a strong bench. No. But that's it. That's it right there. So Steffi yeah, Cohen. So definitely Steffi will take that weight class if she, you know, stays in the meet. Yeah. And what do you, okay, so what do you expect from Steffi? Um, has she pulled 500 in the meet yet? Because she's pulled. Yes, she pulled a lot more than that, actually. Did but, she? Yeah. Didn't she pull, like, at Boss of Bosses? Didn't she pull something like five? Fucking eighty or something? Whoa! No, 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 no! She pulled like five fifteen or five oh eight. Did she? Yeah. Five oh eight. I don't. I thought it was, it was a lot five, more than it was that. Around five five fifteen or five oh eight or something like that. Because she's been towing that line, and I know in the gym she's been crushing some big numbers. And then um, I think she took another stab. She missed the lift, and then a week later took another stab at it and tore her hand out at the lockout. And that was at like a seminar she was giving. Well, she 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 bombed out on squats, wasn't it? At, your, at the last U.S. Open. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's just to show that anything can happen in an event like this. So how often, yeah. like, when the pressure's on for 40,000 or 41K, if you win your division, obviously, so it's going to be 41K, I mean, people are going to push the envelope. She's not only, that's the one thing that anyone who's going to watch us tuning in, you're not just going against, um, you know, people in your own division. And how much do you think it an advantage it is if you're in a heavier weight class going later on and you know what you've got to be? They're not going later on, they're going in the same flight. Oh, really? All of them in the same flight? Okay. Well, oh, sorry, sorry. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Sorry. Um, well, honestly, I don't uh, think that it would make that much of a difference because people are only going to lift what they're going to lift, and they're already pushing themselves so fucking close to that number. Yeah. You know, unless you're totally fucking mental fucking case like uh, Stacey Burr, and you're like, fuck it, I need 80 more pounds on my bench press, give it to me and she gets it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're like Stacey Burr or somebody, I don't know. But, um, I don't know, that, I mean, yeah, I guess like you would have uh, an advantage. If you're telling yourself, I never thought of it. if you're telling yourself, if you're right at the edge and you're like, is it five kilo more, two and a half kilo more, 10 kilo more that I need on this last deadlift? For the forty k, don't put it. Don't put a single kilo more than I need, because I there's forty k on the line. Well, it's, it's it's great to win their weight class, but I mean, there's nobody here that's not coming to win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I, the girls who have to worry about the like the best lifter, they're all going to be in the same weight class in the same flight. You think so? so they're going to be able to compete against each other for the forty grand, like they did last year. They're not going to have to worry about the super heavyweight women. You yeah. know what I mean? Or the the really light women, like they're gonna be in this in flight B. So who are you picking? Who are you thinking those women are gonna be? Let's cut right to the meat and potatoes and talk about the battle you're expecting. What what are you expecting? Well, I'm expecting. Uh, I think I'm expecting uh, Stacy Birdwin. Is that right? Just because I don't know how healthy Mariana is. I know that she's been like not posting a lot of her training. I don't know if that's because she's injured or she was injured or what. Maybe she just doesn't want to share her secrets with anybody, which yeah. you know, I know does some of that. And like even Susan Salazar, you don't see her post a lot of weights, like the numbers that she's lifting. Yeah. Uh, but um, so I don't know how, I don't really know what Sue's been lifting all year and if she's, uh, you know, on that same level. Like Some people. And Stacy got sick there a couple months ago, didn't she? Yeah, I don't really think that's honestly going to affect her that much. So, you know, I feel like I feel like uh, I don't think it will. 
it's funny how the, the scouting reports, it's so hard off social media. Some people purposely hold back numbers and then, and you don't know what they're going to be doing, right? Like Kimberly Walford was on here saying she'll purposely not post certain numbers, just like you were saying, so you don't know. You don't know what they're bringing. Also, CeCe Holcomb. I was yes. Say that. I think it might be up for the 40 grand too. Yeah. She's I something that we love reposting too. It's just phenomenal how strong she is. Um, I think she might actually be an underdog, a sleeper pick, because she's someone that a lot of people won't see coming. Extremely and she's coming full force this year. Like, everything she's been doing has been on point, no injuries. Like, you're not seeing anything coming from her that yeah. shows her not having a phenomenal day. Extremely confident, yeah, exactly. Right? And she's got some super, well, I mean, they all do, but, yeah, she has some really smart coaches and a really good team. I was just I about mean, to ask that. Like, when it comes down to, like, 40, 41K, if you're going for the big prize, um, like, it's going to be, like, the handling and the attempt selection is going to be huge. You know, you can't mess up. And you better be on point and be honest, because if you're just two and a half kilo too far, right? Yeah, exactly. So who yeah, is, how long, how, how long has CC been in the game? Do you know is there well, a, I've been seeing her compete for probably three years now. I've okay. been at meets watching her like at IPL nationals and stuff, LA Fit Expo. It yeah. feels like, you know, you have some people that have been in the game for like eight years. And when it comes to this type of pressure, it could be kind of a slow build where it makes sense. But then you hear some stories like when Steffi Cohen was on here. I think Steffi was saying she'd only been competing like three years. And I'm like, my God, Steffi, like some of these, these athletes have been competing three years. And now they got $40,000 on the line with everybody in the powerlifting universe watching. That type of pressure? Yeah, remember, Cornelius only been about four years. No, Cor no, 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 no. He's back. He's been, hasn't he? Yeah. Dennis, when he was on, he was only three years in when he when he won. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous to think about. That's where you hope the coaching, in terms of attempt selection, has got some experience behind it. Yeah, definitely. Because there is going to be definitely some game planning. So taking a look. Um, all right. So we got. Uh, so your pick is Stacy. Sixties. I think so. I don't know. I can't say that. It's not fair because I'm friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, I'm going to put you on the spot, sir. Let me hear what you think. On who? Who, who's your number one pick? We could do second and thirds as well. If you want, if we want to spread the love a little bit, who do you pick to win the women's? Stacy. Best lifter. You got Stacy as yeah. well. Holy smokes! You know what? You guys are gonna call me. Maybe you're gonna call me crazy. Maybe you won't. I think I'm gonna pick Cece. I think Cece also. It's a fair toss-up. They're gonna be battling it out. For it, the first it's time. it's it's okay. who has the better day? I mean, it's gonna come down to kilos, like very small ones. It'll Why be all super duper close. I, yeah. I don't think anybody can pick a landslide in this situation. No one's like the, that the Welks. I think the Welks on the top three are gonna be within probably ten points. Like it's gonna be close. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Judging, I'm just picking CC because honestly, I feel like it's been a climb ever since I've been watching her. She's posting numbers that are just ridiculous, smashing. I mean, I think I think CC and then and then maybe Stacy. And then, I mean, I'll tell you what, look, it's got to be said. I think if Steffi Cohen wins, she's going to turn into a poster girl for freaking powerlifting. Every girl, every girl, oh, she already is, that's true. Every girl's going to have a poster of her. I mean, I got like, I swear to God, I got, if I show up as I had a stag and last weekend, and guys who aren't into powerlifting at all, like, did you hear about that girl from Venezuela? That one girl, she's so small, she lifts such big weights. I'm like, I know who you're talking about. Like, right off the bat, you don't got to tell me, explain. I know exactly who you're talking she about. She is so small in real life. She looks, like, so big and jacked. 
Yeah. Like in videos or in pictures, but like in, she's so tiny. How yeah. tall is she? She, well, she's shorter than me. She's quite a bit shorter than me, and I'm like only five four, five three, five four. So she must be like five one or five two. Oh, no kidding! Hey, yeah, she isn't. She's not big, especially for the type of weight she's throwing around. That's for sure. Okay, so we got our picks. So, what do you guys think for your second and third picks? So, I'm picking CC, Stacy, and then Steffi. Um, I think Mariana's gonna finish for sure. Man, you guys don't even know who she is, do you? Well, you, <laughs> well, you say she might be sick or something. <laughs> I also got favorites. No, I, I know who she is. I watched her win last year. I got a soft spot for, for Steffi because she's on here. She's super nice. Stacey's a beast, and I honestly think she's probably going to catch some people sleeping. I don't think some people even see her coming. Um, yeah, so those are my three picks. What do you guys say for your top three, if you're going to round it off? Uh, I think... Um Stacy first, Cece second, Mariana third. <laughs> what do you say, Randy? That's crazy. No one's picked picked the returning champ. I don't know. Honestly, I think Cece might win because we haven't really seen her. There's there's something about her. Time now to get really hungry. There's something about her. There's some kind of hype around her. Sometimes you got a feeling like oh, I don't know. You yeah. see that coming every now and then. There's a lot of momentum in CeCe's corner. Every time yeah, I look at her... It doesn't even matter who wins. Like, it's just going to be so fucking exciting. Well, the battle's going to be insane. It's Like Randy said, it's going to be within 10 points. It's going to come down to the last deadlifts. Um, and, and yeah. In that situation also, I believe, you know, if we're talking about strategy, CeCe's going to be going last out of all these girls. And I feel even better about that now. I feel even better about my pick knowing, and I'll let you guys think about this, CeCe goes last, so she knows, what do I got to pull? You know she's going to tell whoever, load up the bar with whatever the winning weight is, and she gets to go last. Now, are you guys comfortable? Because <laughs> I'm <laughs> What do you think, Randy? I'm, I'm still going Stacy because I don't think it matters what it is. And second she's, and third? I'm going to go CeCe. Stacy for first, CeCe for second. And third? Mariana? Yeah, I'm probably gonna go Mary. Honestly, uh, Susan Salazar, like, she is extremely, extremely uh, consistent. That lifter can go nine for nine over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, partly because her coach Leo, or her handler, like, Leo is picking the perfect numbers, and it all has to do with what everybody else is doing. Like, she, Leo, Leonardo Richardson, she's really really smart when it comes to attempt selection and just yeah. planning everything out having all these different strategies and Susan just goes up there and like does and she's a veteran too she has experience that some of these other girls might not and you know what like we talk about C like, like I'm not talking myself out of CC I'll stick with my pick but when it comes to um, when you got all this momentum and you don't if you're sometimes when you're rising so fast you don't know where your top is so you're kind of guessing Man, if yeah. I'm if I'm crushing what I'm doing in the gym, my dead is gotta be boom boom. And you, you don't know where Susan knows exactly where her, her barometer is. She stays in the pocket, picks it right, yeah. and it's not like you can be off by just two and a half kilo. It doesn't matter. If you miss the lift, you miss the lift. Susan doesn't miss the lift. Yeah. She goes forward. And you might have been able to outlift her that day. But you didn't put the game together in terms of well, selection. Well, it's not only that. I mean, gym PRs or whatever, some of these people are, some of these, especially these heavyweights, are cover, cutting off some massive weight. Like, 
coming into this the day before, and I realize they still have the day to put it back in. Well, but well, let's stick with the women for right now. I, no, but I'm even saying it on the yeah. women. Like when you're doing that, it's it's huge. It's a huge cut on them, and and what they can do in the gym and what they do that day are completely different. Yeah. If you have somebody who's been competing and they're nine for nine every single time, yeah. they know what the weight cut does well, to them. They're not, they're, not, they're not going for that PR they hit in the gym on a good day yeah, when yeah, they yeah. ate a pizza before they walked yeah. in. Like Susan is one of those lifters that does a huge weight cut, you know, before. Oh, that really? Time. And she's still extremely consistent, yeah. Yeah. She's also not flying in from, you know, a fucking six-hour flight. And we're That's huge, too. Feeling stuff. Like, yeah. It has a little drive up this, down the street. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't discount that. Because if you're cutting weight, the flight that re can wreak havoc on you. We've all seen that. Huh. Okay, well, we got her. Our... ways that we didn't even fucking mention. What's that, sorry? I said, watch somebody wins that we didn't even mention. That happens almost That would be every... the fucking coolest, honestly. <laughs> it's, it happens. It happens sometimes when we do preview shows. Okay, so we'll pop over to... Uh, let's go to the lightweight men. Hmm. Lightweight men? I really want Malik Durstein to win. So, here's the thing. He's going against our boy John Hack. And he's a bit of a poster boy himself. And he's also, he also comes with, so there's, how many, we got, is there just two IPF world champions competing? Not current, Dennis is the only current, I believe. Ashton. Uh, Ashton, yeah. well, Ashton's USAPL. He's another guy we got to talk about. Holy shit. He threw down a post the other day declaring Thank war on everybody. And he's like, you guys are going to see. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. So looking at this. Honestly, I think in the 82 and a half, I mean, Malik's, Malik's an absolute beast. I think John, John, John's got hype around him like crazy, but he lives up to the hype. And here's something that John Hack does have. Um, he's been in some big competitions, US, US Open, obviously, last year, the IPF Worlds. Like, he's been in the, in the fire, and he's known as a guy who can pull it out, right? Like, he's, he's yeah. consistent. He's steady. He doesn't get overcome. Um, and I think... If, if Joey Flex is going to handle him again, Joey's a really good handler. He very rarely does people miss many lifts, which is, like we just said, not missing lifts is going to be huge for everybody involved. Yeah, exactly. If you miss a lift, you're done. You could be. And that's you're, a lot you're, of pressure. You're, you're done. You miss a lift and this, you're done. In terms, of, in terms of entertainment value, if someone misses a lift and come back and win, that's always more entertaining. It happens. I mean, you see people miss lifts. You, you can't all... I mean, look at Yuri. He missed lifts. Yeah. yeah, so it does happen. Is this your competition? Better miss a few lifts too, <laughs> or you better yeah. be a lot stronger. Well, than did Malik compete last year? He did, and he would have won the forty grand if I wouldn't have fucked up the weight classes and made it uneven. And I don't remember the reasoning why we did that, but there was a reason. Or I mean, there obviously was a reason. It had to do with like splitting up the um, the lifters between both days because we had like so many lightweights. I don't remember honestly what it was, but last year. What was it? The 198s or the 220s? The 198s were considered a heavyweight last year, right? Yeah. 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 And this year, they're considered a lightweight, right? <laughs> I'm like asking you guys how my means are. So it's going to be. So as long as Malik lifts what outlifts everybody 198 and below, he's got a shot. Absolutely. Yes. The big thing is, though, looking at. Okay, so that's going to chop off. Well, 198 is 90 kilo class. Those are the boys like Joey Sullivan, Ashton Ruska, who you brought over from the USAPL, uh, Kayla Woolham, 
Ben Pollock. Oh, did he? Son of a bitch. Is he still on here? Oh, that was before we updated our... That's okay. Okay, well, and, everyone and, using... And Pollock's in there now, right? Ben, ben Pollock's in, though. He always has been. He just wasn't talking about it. Yes, <laughs> people were actually messaging us being like, is Ben in here? What the shit is going on? I'm like, I don't know, man. The guy... I Trust asked him. Ball, so. <laughs> yeah, he's just playing mind games. He's like Muhammad Ali of, his, of our time. So, um, if it's 90 kilo and below, I don't know, man. I don't know if Hack's gonna... I'll tell you what, Joe Sullivan has been absolutely killing it. If it's yeah. 90 kilo and below, I think my pick might be, I think it, fuck, I think it might be Joe Sullivan. I know Ben won last year, Ben Pollock won, and the reason why I'm not going to pick him to win this year is because of this whole, is he in, is he out? Um, like, I, I don't know why he was doing that. Was it because of injuries? Is he ha Is he like... Well, fuck it. I'm, do I'm not 100, but I'm 90. a lot of pressure on social media, and he didn't fucking want to deal with the questions, I don't think. And You know what I mean? He just wanted to keep it on the down low and train until the meet and yeah. do the meet. So I don't know how that... Not a good chance of winning again. I don't know what to take from that. I don't know if that makes me less confident in him or if he's doing it right. And afterwards, people will be like, hey, you know what? He's got to figure I it out. I think he did it right. You think so? Yeah? Yeah. Because there's so many other people, like... With huge egos and uh, whatever, I don't need to get started. <laughs> but I, I like that that humbleness about Ben. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. If, so here's the thing: if he did it out of being humble, might be a good idea. If he did it out of pressure and uh, it's it's making him, you know, it's got to him a little bit. It's sleeping, training, things like sometimes if things are going so hot and you're not going to pull out, but it's not going so great, you don't post as much. I've been. I've been, I've done that myself, and you're yeah. like, I, I don't know if that's his situation. Sometimes you apply your own past to other people's and be like, well, hopefully that's not happening to him. And from what I see, I think Joe Sullivan would be my, would, is the guy to beat for myself, for the smaller guys. Yeah. Kevin Torres, didn't he compete? I was just going to mention him. Yeah. Yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't he compete a weight class below last year? Is He's in the Yes, league. he did. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, he's a beast. Pitbull's definitely strong, too. And I tell you what, you got guys like John Hack. If you miss a lift, he's he's pretty consistent and reliable as well. And obviously, like Ben Pollock is definitely a guy that I'm not sure. I just can't wait to watch people squat high. I hope I'm not too busy and that I can actually watch the meet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Because yeah. so many people, like, I just love seeing people getting ready for this meet squatting high on Instagram. <laughs> it's, like, literally my fucking favorite. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is... Like, people don't realize how deep they're going to have to squat. Like, like close is high. <laughs> you know? Oh, really? It's going to be strict, eh? Well, you would hope It's going to be super fucking strict. I hired the strictest fucking judges. Oh, shit. And I'm paying them good fucking money, and I'm putting them up. And I'm taking really good care of them. And you told them. You said, hey, we're, we're not playing. This isn't this isn't quarter squat game. Well, it's no, just, you, there's they so, really so much shit standards. talk if you don't. The USPA like, is very consistent. Yeah. It's just too much shit talk if you don't. Like, if you got people, someone wins 40K and they're, and they're, you know, the side view is them high as fuck on the squad, yeah. there's going to be some pissed off people. Like, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got to maintain integrity. So who do you think? Is there something that you're nervous about squatting high? Sometimes when I see the videos... Joe, I just picked Joe Sullivan. Squat depth, he's even said, yeah, I, it's it's on the line sometimes. Now, it's, that's yeah. why I think that John Hack, but John Hack also is on the line sometimes. Sometimes he is, yeah. yeah. And you know, that's why, yeah. 
It's weird because sometimes when but, you watch, you you. I wonder if it's just bad angles or whatever the shit. I know that's that's. No, whenever somebody squats high, you can tell. When somebody squats deep enough, you can tell. It doesn't yeah. matter what angle it's from. It is deep There's enough. It's a crock of shit. <laughs> you, I like how you full on. Because if you have to watch a squat more than once to see if it's high, yeah, or to see if it's low enough, yeah. Well, the judge doesn't get to watch it that second time. They're just going to give it a rep in the USPA. That's true. Uh, is there going to be any? Uh, video, like, is there an appeal, Jerry, that you can go to with video or anything like that, or no? No. Okay. Because um, you can't appeal sometimes in the IPF, but okay, well, that makes it even more high stakes. Holy shit, eh? Okay. Does that change anything for anybody else when it comes to p picking people? <laughs> but, I mean, all the same people pretty much competed last year, and the standards were the same last year, and they all showed up on me. Yeah. Now, there was a couple high squads, but it's not like they bombed or anything. So. No, no. And and my and Joey got on the podium last year. Um, obviously, so did John. The big thing will be what I'm wondering is like like I like Ashton Ruska. You got Malik. I think my top. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna pick Joey Sullivan. Then John Hack. For my second. And. Um, for my third, Ben Pollock. What do you guys think? That's for your one, two, three. Number one, Joey Sullivan. You're going. You're putting. You realize you're putting those. Is that best best lifter? Hmm. We're going for the big one here, Randy. I think I would pick uh, Ben Pork, um, Malik, and Gerald Dionio. See, Ben Pollock's another guy that some people accuse of squatting high sometimes, and oh, he doesn't lock out his shoulders when he deadlifts sometimes. It'll be interesting. I just love a, I love a champion, a returning champion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you love, everyone loves a dynasty. That's why, you know, like it's the 90s bulls. Everyone loves someone who could take I didn't even level. know who Ben Pollock was before he came to the US Open last year. Is that right? Well, actually, you know what? That's probably fair because... Um, previous to that, he was in the USAPL, and he wasn't, he lost to John Hack, actually, in the USAPL Raw Nationals, and he was decent, like, he was good, he was a sec, he'd be a runner-up, but, um, when he went up to the USP, USPA, he just turned into a bodybuilding freak yeah. who just, like, <laughs> bodied-up freak who just destroys weights. Um, yeah, what are you thinking, there, uh, Randy? You taking your sweet time, man? I'm actually gonna go with Ashton. Are you? And then I'm going to go with Ben Pollock, and then I'm going to go with Kevin Torres. So here's something about Ashton that I think's got to be said, because some people, we reposted that one post about Ashton when he's like, I declare war, and he's basically like saying, you, no, you haven't seen my best. This kid is 20 years old, and he looks like freaking he's a bodybuilder when he walks around at 20. Um, you, to win the USAPL Raw Nationals, he had to beat the reigning IPF world champion. So the guy is literally like the best in the world the IPS ha IPF has coming over 20 years old. So you don't even know the rate of progress could be a lot higher than guys who are in the late 20s, pushing 30, etc. Um, so it's guys like that surprise you. And he is uber motivated. He feels like this is my coming out party right now. And everybody's going to see what I can show the world. That's literally what he put in his post. A, a total opposite of what a Ben Pollock did. <laughs> Some guys, some guys raise the stakes and they end like a Conor McGregor raising the stakes and they perform and they like it better that way. They're a little more hamped up. Some guys are like, 
Yeah, Malik used to be like that. When I first met Malik, probably four or five years ago, whenever he just came over from the IPF or USAPL, he was a big talker. Really? All of his sponsors were big talkers about him, saying that he was going to be Jesse Norris and all this shit. And, um, but he's really calmed down the last couple of years, like his ego. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and now, like, well, I, I don't know. I haven't really seen anything from him. I don't yeah, know. Well, a couple of years ago, they, the standouts were a lot greater than what they are now. The, the talent pool is so deep right now. You don't yeah. you don't stand out as that guy that's that's two hundred kilo it's total hard. for everyone else. Like yeah, you, you got a five guy. kilo total. Yeah, it, to be the best in your division now means you're five kilo ahead of the next guy. Yeah. But also, Malik being more even now might help him in terms of the temp selection dealing with this too. You don't want to get too crazy. That's for sure. You mess up, there's someone who's going to pick it up behind you. Now, I think up, Steve Goggins will be handling him. Steve's obviously an incredible yeah. coach and very good with the 10th selection. Yeah, and Malik's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on. We'll do the heavyweight men. Um, those guys going for that. It's the last best lifter here. And I'm just looking at some of the lifters we got. Obviously, Yuri, defending champion. The guy's a Russian phenom from Russia. He's flying over from Russia with love. <laughs> And a hell of a deadlift. Uh, he would probably be, you know, obviously a heavy favorite. And up a weight class. Yeah, and I'm wondering what that'll do with his Wilkes. He'll probably weigh in like 221. <laughs> yeah? <Honestly>. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it'll do. It's it's hard because, because he doesn't publish because he has right. competed at two twenty before and he said his walk around weight was like two twenty five. So that's why like I know. It, it wasn't some big massive cut that you know like a lot of people are doing. Like he he's he's yeah. eating like a tank to get to two twenty. Like so what I'm thinking is why why wouldn't you especially it's twenty four hour weights right? Why wouldn't you water cut as much as like we are just a decent water cut to get the Wilkes up? Because he's still a monster at two twenty. Not even without that, yeah, cut. He he's a monster. No, That's he's scary. A, he's a, he's, a, he's a monster at two twenty. It's just you look at these guys who are showing up, and I'm scared shit. But, but the water cuts aren't always. I mean, they're not always beneficial to everyone. Like there's a guy that's walking in and can sit down and eat a steak dinner the day before, take a bath, and come out, and he's good. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's he has no. No big cut to do. Yeah. So, okay, Yuri's obviously up there. A couple guys that I'm interested in watching is, um, I mean, this is for the first time we have a reigning IPF world champion entering, Dennis Cornelius. Uh, super strong, huge squatter. Pretty excited to see him, but he's got some stiff, stiff opposition. He's got, a, he's got a big bench. He's having some, he, you can see some struggles with the wraps coming into the, the depth on the squats. Like they're getting towards the end here. You definitely see him hitting them now. Like off the start, they were high as shit. And yeah. Then, but his deadlift isn't, his deadlift against these other guys is, he's got a big pull ahead of him. He's not pulling against like these guys are. Like a lot of the guys that are on that weight class, like they're going to pull him by a lot. We have Cooper Wage, uh, um, <clears throat> For the heavyweights, let's look. JP Price squatted over a thousand pounds. Um, you got obviously Larry Wheels is going to be in wraps, but he's going for another world record. Sean Doyle. Herbert. Sorry? I think Herbie the Love Bug, Andrew Herbert. Oh! He might yeah, he was injured last time. And his training has gone phenomenally. He's there with uh, Dan Green. Yeah, you know what? He's also someone. Yeah. I'm actually, you know what? Because I like the guy. I want to see, I want to see how Brandon Allen does. What do you think? What do you think Brendan Allen's chances are? I think that he could total 2,400. Yeah. Is that enough, you think? I don't know. I know. That's crazy to say. Right now. 
He said he's lost a little. He said he's lost weight, but his strength has gone up. Obviously, he's trying to improve his looks. So he said. Um, well, he also he did it for the big reason. He said straight out it was his health. Well, it's it had nothing to do with powerlifting. It was just his health. He needed to lose some weight. It will impact yeah. his looks, though. He's he's smaller and stronger somehow. I think uh, Chris Bridgeford might be pretty competitive as well. Yeah, and I think like he's waited like. Yeah, I think his time is soon. I yeah. I'm interested to see because it looks like it looks like the, he's having some grip issues. I've been watching yeah. it for a while, and his wow. deadlift, he seems like he We got keeps... a phone call from him last week asking which deadlift bar we were using. He was really happy to hear that we were going to use the new Kabuki strength deadlift bar. Is that right? Because I just, he I just, said I just... that he'll like, never pull any... He said that he was having grip issues, but not on this bar. Like he said there won't be any drop deadlifts on this bar. Yeah, because he keeps, he keeps dropping them. Like He's getting them so close to lockout and drop, drop, drop. And that's what... It's just when you're, when you're cutting a big weight and going into that, you know, it's just that, that's kind of a scary thought. Yeah, but that weight has got to be loaded, ungodly weight at the U.S. Open. Um, looking at this, another person we should mention is Annie Huang, a fellow member of the Bro Podcast. You're not expecting anything too crazy, or? I'm not expecting him to be competitive, not with these guys, no. Not with these fellas? It is quite the killer's row. You got Matt Sommer coming over from the USAPL IPF. I mean, he could definitely take the weight class. Yeah. If we're talking best lifter, I th you know I, I think for the weight class, I think he would be my favorite. Who did I just see popping thousands, thousand pound squats? Somebody was showed JP Price, JP yeah. Price, and he called out Brendan Allen. Yeah, because he was he was he was moving those things like one plate. That was ridiculous. Didn't he win the Did he win the original? Yes. Yeah, he won the original U.S. Open, and he could look look at he's a beast too, and he can have a he's a he's a veteran, been around forever, and he could have a phenomenal day and surprise people. He bent as well over six. Yeah, his deadlift is where some guys might catch up a little, but that happens with all the super heavyweights. It's it's tough when you're that big. I don't big. think it would affect him that much because of how big his other two lifts are. Yeah, it's, he's a subtotal guy for sure, but the game might be over by the time we get there. I'm thinking, and uh, was it Sean Doyle who won the year after that last year? Sean Doyle won... 2017, third. right? Yeah. Right? No, Sean Doyle won third place last year. Was it... Second? Who won second? Joe Sullivan. Oh, no, Joe won lightweights, right? Who yeah, won you won. Year? Wait. No. Am I mixing this all up now because he's in the heavyweights now? No, Yuri won yeah. last year. And then second place was... Who the fuck won second place last year? You know, people listen to this like, oh my God, you're killing us. Oh, it was John Hack. John Hack won 10 grand last year. So it must have been Joe Sullivan who won. He must have been at 220 last year, right? Yeah. Because um, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe was 220 last year. Yeah. John? No, Joe. Joe was 220. Yeah, okay. John, so, John took I, second in the... I think uh, for the lightweight men, I think Ben Pollock, then John Hack, and then for the heavyweight men, I think Yuri... And then um, I think Joe Sullivan and Sean Doyle made, made the flat podium as well. I believe. Yeah. I believe that. So I think this year, I think, well, you know what, I mean, it kind of concerns me. Yuri's not cutting any weight at all. But if he's just that good where people can cut water weight 24-hour weight, you walk in there off the street and beat him, the guy is a god. I think he's ranging in the 1,000-pound deadlift this year, 220. Okay. I think that I really, truly believe that guy's going to be pulling real damn close to 1,000 pounds. Well, I'm going to pick, if we're going to make my picks... I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Yuri to take the check once again. 
And he's going to start building a bit of a dynasty here and have a huge bullseye on his back. I'm a little upset him, him and Kaler aren't in the same event because everyone wanted to see that deadlift showdown. But that's okay. Uh, maybe next year. So I'll take Yuri, number one. And I'm going to take... I'm stalling here, aren't I? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with our boy JP Price, the veteran, number two. And uh, for third... Jesus. What do you think? There's some big names in there. It's hard. I know. I get some. That's well. a, it's really hard. I've never really thought of uh, seriously putting together like a... I like think a third, I'm, I might put... I'm going to pick Sean Doyle. Well, I mean, you keep going with this U.S. Open being so big, you guys are going to be up on Vegas betting odds here soon. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to be starting to take wagers. I don't think uh, Sean Doyle is going to beat Larry Williams. No fucking way. Well, the only thing is, isn't Larry going with no um, no knee wraps? Isn't I don't think that's going to put him much behind. Really? Maybe 40 pounds on the squat. No, I think that he's going to do super good. I'm like, look what he's deadlifting. Fuck. Yeah. 903. Was it 903? Then he pulled in the gym. He, he pulled over 900 pounds in the gym, which yeah. is absolutely insane for a guy his size. I am excited to see what Larry Wills does. He's I mean, person. he'll probably weigh in at like 276. He just wants that record, right? Yeah. 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 He's chasing the record more than a check, I think he would say. Yeah. But uh, what do you think, Randy? Uh, I'm going to go Yuri. I'm going to go JP. And I'm going to pick Dennis. I, Dennis Cornelius! I, I, I want to see what Dennis can do at this weight class. Because 270, like, he's never done it. He's, he's never committed 275. Like, and the last time he did it, he was damn close. He dropped the deadlift on, on the record. That's true. But it was not a weight class below? Nope. He was 275 when he competed. So he, he almost broke the, the untested world record. The all-time world record. Hmm. He dropped the lift on Son it. Son of a bitch. Third Maybe. It was, pulled, it was pulled within about three inches, and he let it go. Who's that? Cornelius. Dennis Cornelius. Uh-huh. Coming in. I mean, it is... Um, it's intriguing. And Larry's, Larry's got the deadlift on him, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that Dennis is going to, I think Dennis is going to be ranging in the high nines, close to a thousand pound squat on this. Well, for sure he's going to be in the nines. Well, he hit nine, 920 at his last meet. In, was it wraps? Yeah. Okay. Huh. And he can, that's, that was him eating. He wasn't even, he just barely made that weight class to get into it. Now he's cutting down into this. Like, he's a big boy. And Dennis, Dennis comes with fight. That's what I like about him. Like okay. he's, 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 he didn't drop out of the IPF worlds to come into this. Not like he can, okay. he's, he's coming for this. I changed my mind. That wasn't official. I was just trying to see what you guys were going to say. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you still there? I think we lost her. I'm going to try to call her back. I'm going to call back anyways for... Because uh, we're still recording there. You know what? You, you did change my mind, though. I think, um, I think you're ready number one. Oh! Close the screen. Yeah. <clears throat> Can't let it go unless we don't have I'm just overwhelmed there for a oh, that's okay. That's okay. We're almost done. We're almost yeah. done. We just got to get our official picks out of the way here. Um, I was just saying, I think Randy talked me out of, I'm going to put Dennis for my third place. I'll put JP Price for second, the trash talker. 
And then for number one, I, I think we got to go with uh, Yuri Belkin. I don't think anybody's beaten Yuri Belkin <clears throat> for quite some time. How you? Yeah, feeling? I think I'd go with uh, Herbie third, JP second, and Yuri. Shit, I do like Herbie too. I gotta stop talking because you guys are gonna talk me out of all my picks. I know, then that leaves Larry out, and I think that he is definitely eligible for a top three finish, so. Yeah, I, I want him to throw the wraps on. I'm, I'm, that's crazy he's not for 40k. I'd throw on whatever the hell you t- I put on Iron Man suit for 40k. I mean, and we got Kevin Oak too. Kevin. Kevin's a beast. Good. He's also bodied up. Some of these guys look like, seriously, like bodybuilders stage ready. These guys are beasts. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think those are some solid picks, man. I think I'm gonna stick with them. And uh, and there you go. So any any parting shots? You think anyone you think we haven't said before we let you go that maybe we should take a look at who's maybe not even necessarily gonna be on the podium for best lifter, but you think needs to get a little shine and people should look at. I mean, I'm looking at you know what Kevin Oak, like you said, is someone people need to pay attention to. Honestly, Ashton Ruska coming over from the USAPL. Um. I mean, Garrett Fair, he's our youngest competitor, and he was in my gym uh, finishing up his training this week, and holy shit, man, that kid is fucking strong. Is he, yeah? Uh, 20 old? Yeah. What? He's gonna, I don't exactly know what his numbers are, but, I mean, he'll probably pull 800. He's got it. Holy shit. So he's I mean, definitely he pulled so- his last deadlift warm-up, which was like 680-something, and it was like, like insane. Like as a joke. So fast. Yeah. Like, conventional hook grip, super... Super good lifter. And how about Tiny and Tough? Is he on here? I didn't even see. Yeah, yeah, I picked him earlier for a third place for the lightweights. Oh, okay. Honestly, yeah. his training hasn't been going well. He's been squatting high a lot, and I don't think that he's. Uh, I don't think that he's really going to do it. But I think he could if he had a really good day. Yeah. I think he could. One hundred percent. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So he's definitely someone to watch. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, of the sleepers. What's up? Yeah, what's, no, I was just thinking of something. Did I also see something about where we should congratulate you on something well, else? Well, yes. We're having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Congratulations! Oh, sorry. Because I, you know how Thanks. I actually seen I seen Pioneer put up the belt, and that was pretty cute. The belt they put up for the... For yeah, the they made me this little miniature custom belt. Yeah. <laughs> Well, congratulations, and uh, we're going to be watching. We're obviously going to post. We'll post this, iTunes, Spotify. Um, we'll post our picks up there for everybody to have, and, and people can all jump in there and post their picks. And uh, we'll post the live stream content. Thank you for coming on. I know this is a crazy yeah, you week guys, for you. Uh, you guys should, um, you know, hook somebody up with your login and have them run, like, live stories all day through your account back there. Yeah, we did that for the, uh, the Arnold Classic. We'll do that for this as well. Yeah. If um, there's if there's anything along the way that you want some coverage on, send it. We don't mind throwing okay. it up there for you, okay? Oh yeah, we'll repost. Actually, um, we're actually holding a meet at uh, at our gym two weeks after the U.S. Open. It's the Eight Man Classic, and it'll be the first USPA uh, sanctioned eight man meet. Um, so they're coming out there and they're going to be like filming, and it's a two day event. And so yeah, that would what's, be nice. What's that? What's eight man meet? Just it's eight a guys. Meet. Just eight guys. That's it? Totally invitation? <laughs> oh, sorry, Ape Man. I thought you said Ape yeah. Man. I was like, eight guys? I'm like, that's a that's I a mean, we'll have about eight spotters. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually, Ape Man's awesome. They're, for the US Open, they're providing, like, uh, outfits for the spotters and loaders, and they have, they're actually setting up their first ever booth, a 20-foot booth, 
Oh, and like shit. we haven't been able to convince these guys to set up booth to sell shit at the Arnold at any kind of expo ever before. So wow. I did it. They're setting nice. up booths at the US Open. Nicely yeah. done. Breaking down barriers. Yeah, keep us in the loop. One hundred percent. I do got an app. Although I'm not gonna lie, where I could take people's stories, but um, I think we did before we had John Hack do the um, Arnold Classic. Yeah, he covered the Arnold's for us. We should definitely get somebody. The problem is almost everybody's lifting. Somebody will be there as a handler that will get that will get a run the KOTL. Hey, Instagram. let it, let it, let them let the first person injured know we need somebody doing this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, this, I'm sorry. This this is a wrong time. Your handy looks mad fact fucked up, but KOTL needs you. Okay, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. We'll stay in the loop, and I'd love to have you on and again in the future. All right, guys. Thanks for the support. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Rest up. Have a good one. Okay, bye. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a battle, man. Every time I hear you guys talk about someone else, I'm like, fuck, you can't. It's literally like... Well, because we, we have so much coverage. I mean, in there, there's a lot of people, like, I mean, you call this. There's some people we still don't even know about, but as we get into this, we learn more and more. And yeah. It's the people we catch because they got such hype behind them. And then, but we're always saying post and send, do whatever. But if you never see anything from these yeah. people, we don't know, right? And some people, you know what? There's some of these people that have some of the greatest lifts and whatever else, and they don't fucking post anyway. So it doesn't you, make a You difference. don't know. It makes you nervous. Like, for instance, I, we know Ben Pollock, phenomenal. We had him on the show post the shit out of him, but then when he goes kind of silent for two months, you're like, ah, what's going on? But you know what, maybe nothing's going but on. But you know maybe what, though, he, he, he was doing that bodybuilding thing, which I don't even know how he did that, if he did it or didn't do it or whatever, because he was going for that I know he looked, he looked bodied up. I mean, he always has, but he was going for that comp, and then I don't know if he, I don't know whatever happened with that, but then he went to this here, like for him, like, yeah. and it's funny, because you see him still throwing the big weights up, but it yeah. was like... You know, and then I, I thought for sure, I honestly thought for sure he was out. I did not think he well, was competing this year because there was nothing about it. I, I had people messaging me asking me, is he in? in? Is he in? And I shot him a message and he usually hits back. Or actually, we were already talking. And when at the last thing I shot him was, um, are you are you going to be in the meet? Are you in the U.S. Open? Are you going in? And then it just the combo stopped out of nowhere. You know and why. he didn't say nothing back. But you know why though is because he didn't want people to know. It's like she said, he had so yeah. much pressure on people. I was gonna blab if he told me I'd blab. Exactly. <laughs> That's probably what he thought. He goes, I'm not, I'm, not giving to a, I'm not giving this to a media team, but I'm trying to keep it secret. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's literally a fucking media team. Yeah. Fair enough. But I mean, yeah, I just I don't know if it's like you know, like I said, it could it could swing you the way with that story. If he does really well, everybody would be like, Well that, you know, he did it right. He just said like he was like Rocky when he went off to the fucking mountains and, and did his thing. But if it swings the other way, are we good? Yeah. If it swings the other way, and it turns out he doesn't have a good meet, people will be like, oh, it's the pressure of God to